Welcome to The Path. I'm your host, Kat McElveen, leader and mentor in sovereign self-healing through simple spirituality and conscious living. After living stuck in crippling anxiety, ensnared by matrix thinking for the first 24 years of my life, I had an intense spiritual awakening after meeting my guru in India and studying Kriya and Kundalini Yoga. My awakening path was activated and my life completely transformed. This is the path and we are all on it. It's not about the destination, it's about taking it one step at a time, knowing we may veer off course, stumble and fall, but we are always walking each other home. Join me, Kat McElveen, and guests who are on the path for enlightening conversations on all things spirituality, awakening, mindfulness, energy, and being human. Our mission is to take the shiny spirituality that you see online and shine a light on it. Find what's authentic, what isn't, and hear from others who are making their way through this human experience with imperfect, messy, beautiful steps down the path. Hello, my loves, my soul family, my peeps. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It has been such a dream of mine to have an outlet for my wisdom and my codes and sharing my teachings that allows me to talk. I love captions and I love writing, you know, emails and blog posts, and it's all great. And there's a power to written word, but the flow that I feel when I just speak and channel through is. I believe just so potent that what's going to come through me through this podcast will be really beautiful and really different, not better or worse from my other content, my live, my live videos on Instagram, my live practices, um, all the good stuff. So (laughs) this is my third time trying to record this episode. The first episode I recorded came through And this episode is about my path, my journey. And I want to use, I'll go through the the intention of it, but just in short, I'm basically just telling my story to you all. And the first time I recorded it, it came through in such a force and a wave and like, just like a (laughs) kind of download that I really spoke it out. There was a frenzy to my my cadence. I was speaking pretty quickly. I was saying, um, and like a lot, which I'm definitely trying to get better about. I'm honing and refining my speaking voice, how I show up when I share. And it just, I didn't love it. I, I, I truly feel that it wasn't just me being judgmental of my voice and my speaking, but I didn't like the cadence and I believe the episode was asking to be refined. And sometimes we do that. Sometimes we have kind of a rough 
channel, a rough download, and then we come back to it later after it's really landed in the body and really landed in the 3D world and kind of refine it and let it come through more in a more smooth, integrated, grounded way. So then the second time I recorded this episode or tried to was 20 minutes ago. I am driving actually past a really cool rock right now, like a huge ass rock, (laughs) because I am driving from Sedona, Arizona to Denver, Colorado right now. I just was the chef for a really beautiful sisterhood retreat in Sedona, Arizona with two beautiful sisters, one I just met this weekend, one I have known since I met her in India three years ago. And I was recording it and I tried to create a synonym, I I tried to create a pseudonym, like a fake name for an ex-partner that I was about to talk about. And I just literally was like, let's call him blah, blah, blah. And it was literally his name. Like I just Freudian slipped, like said his name and yep, can't use that. Just can't use that episode. It's too, people just can't, I just don't want to do that out of respect for him and me. Yeah, so good thing it was only like 10 minutes into the episode. (sighs) That said, this is the story of my path of awakening to the person I am sitting here in my car as today in this moment in time, in space, in life. Everything that has throttled me to this point, oh my gosh, There's somebody literally herding cows on horseback in the field next to me. (gasps) Yes, I love it. That is the greatest. I used to do that, y'all. I used to do that in Wyoming on a ranch. Um, It it was so fun. Very early mornings. Not always fun. Sometimes I was really hungover. But it's just a really beautiful experience in life. Anyway, wow, just got really distracted by that, that cowboy. So what happens when you record a podcast in the middle of Arizona on the highway? So my intention, let's talk about my intention for this this episode. (sighs) My intention is to, through illuminating to you my story, my path, how I came to be here, my intention is to show you and make normal to you that the path isn't always that fun. The path to awakening out of the matrix of pain and suffering and guilt and smallness and ego mind and victim consciousness, sometimes it sucks and it's rough, man. It is fucking rough, but it's always worth it. It's always really beautiful. And even in those moments of searing pain, that pain is searingly beautiful. It is such a depth of feeling the full spectrum of your humanity. It's like a hurts so good situation when you get a deep tissue massage. And it's like, oh my God, I can't even handle this. But also, oh, I've been waiting for this sensation for so long. 
So if you are, and I am assuming that you are because you're here listening to me today and you're in my community and I do not attract people who are not waking themselves the F up out of the matrix, out of the falsehood of ego consciousness, that you are on a path of awakening and you may be feeling alone. You may be feeling a little afraid overwhelmed, kind of crazy, in just in chaos, out of control, and definitely isolated. Then I want to talk to you about this by showing you what I've gone through and what I've come to anchor into now. And with that, at the end, I do want to go over a few symptoms and processes that you will likely experience on your path and some tips for how to navigate that. Yeah, bringing y'all value, giving you some actionable tips. Although my story should bring you value as well because it will show you that you're not freaking alone and that this is normal and beautiful. So let's begin with baby cat, baby Catherine. Because all of us started from birth on our path. Our path doesn't start when we go on that yoga retreat that breaks us wide open. It starts when we are entering this world. I, until the age of 24, cannot remember, recall a time when I didn't feel anxiety, when I didn't feel anxious. From my earliest memories, there's an undercurrent of a deep held, subtle, quiet, slow burn sense of dread. And this never necessarily came from actual lack of safety. I grew up in an upper middle class white family. My parents supported me even through hardship, even through financial hardship, even through emotional pain, through my mother having cancer, losing my grandparents, you know, all of this stuff. They never left me. You know, I was never in physical danger. My parents were always there. They love us, my sister and I, deeply. Even though they are not, let me repeat, are not perfect. I love y'all so much. You're not perfect. I'm not either. I was never, there was never an actual lack of safety in my life as a child that would warrant this sense of dread. I just felt terrified, like low grade terrified. And I remember this, um, you know, as a child when we're young and we kind of have more simple perceptions and quote-unquote problems, this showed up as being afraid that my parents were never going to come pick me up from the babysitters, or they were never going to come home from that dinner, and I could never, ever go to sleep until I got home. I was the bane of all babysitters' existence. I would literally stay wide awake asking when they were going to be home every hour until they got home, and as I grew older, this started to... uh, like the focus of the anxiety shunted onto fitting in, you know, fitting in or being shamed for forgetting my homework because even though I really cared so deeply about pleasing my teachers, I could never remember my homework or 
my friends being mad at me because I've always magnetized until I healed this because of my empathic healing nature, always magnetized incredibly victim incredibly toxic people who are very stuck in victim consciousness who would kind of succubus on me all their pain and I I just took it I was like go on latch on baby but sink those and let's go right so as I became older and you know went into college this um this anxiety started to really settle into a feeling of deep lostness I had no idea what I wanted to do. I felt this deep undercurrent of fear and uncertainty and lack of strength and my own self-worth. And I I had no idea how to exit painful relationships. I was dating this guy in college and I, it was not nourishing to me. After the initial honeymoon phase wore off, I was miserable. He had a substance abuse problem. He had an anger problem. He had no uh, motivation to do any self-introspection. And I'm a very, very deep emotional person. And, you know, I had this intuit. I've always been connected to my intuition. And I knew from the start of the lack, the, after the honeymoon p- period ended, this, this is not, this, this relationship's not meeting me. I got to get out. And I was paralyzed, 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 paralyzed. And also lacking that choosing of myself and my nourishment. So I just stayed in the relationship for like another year. Until I finally moved through the separation, the breakup in a very painful, messy, chaotic, immature way. So what I'm getting at is that I had always, until the age of 24, 25 felt this underlying sense of baseless dread for life, fear for life. And it showed up in an inability to make decisions and inability to choose for myself, basically just hovering over my life, hovering over fully deciding one path, fully committing to one, uh, you know, career or, or group of friends or, um, boundary. Oh my gosh, my boundaries were non-existent. And I found myself just kind of being in this constant state of fight or flight because I couldn't ever choose rest and I couldn't ever let my guard down. I was like overachieving. I was like, I was busying myself away from my pain. I was getting straight 4.0 in school graduated summa cum laude pre-med chemistry teaching assistant getting full validation from my intellect from being really smart and honestly just good at studying like pat on the back to me I'm a expert studier I got all the notes I got the process if you need to study for a test hit me up I got you um sometimes I miss studying do y'all ever get that when I'm taking an online course now or doing another training, I get in such a vibe with like taking notes and making study guides and stuff. Um, yeah, it's so fun. So obviously I'm feeling this constant fight or flight. I'm in this constant state of just nervous system wreckage. And 
I'm not helping myself by constantly numbing, you know, from the second I wake up to pouring my double, triple espresso Starbucks shot on the way to class to, um, you know, binging on classes and studying and going to the library all day, you know, dabbling in Adderall while I'm studying and then going out at night and, um, drinking, you know, with drinking with my friends, uh, and finding validation from being a college girl. And throughout all of this, throughout all of this, throughout all of this, there's always been a seed in me of knowing that there is something underneath the surface of this 3D existence. Of always knowing that there is an energy, a fullness, a current of love and intelligent God information, source information, wisdom available to us that is all encompassing. I've always just, I've always been very connected to the fact that there is an unseen world as just as much as there is a seen world. And I always have been interested in nutrition. In high school, I went through all the diets, you know, gluten-free, you know, wheat causes inflammation. I was the one who was nerding out on how, you know, GMO wheat causes leaky gut and makes you inflamed and all the good stuff. Love that stuff. That's so interesting to me. And in, in another incarnation or on another timeline, I am a board certified nutritionist for sure. It's like so interesting to me. And that was my entry point was that I was always interested in kind of what's going on beneath the surface, you know, healing holistically through nutrition. And through that, there was always a thread in me of I am not a victim. Even though I've healed plenty of victim consciousness in my own life, I have always, always, always realized that at the end of the day, it comes down to you helping yourself, you healing yourself. Do It's an inside job. So when I was experiencing a lot of stuff in my life, I was focusing deeply at first on nutrition, realizing that lifestyle diseases are healed when we make the choice to clean ourselves up and heal our physical body. So knowing that all this was beneath the surface, I started with, because we on our path, we usually start with an entry point and that entry point is usually a little more 3D, a little more physical, like going to the gym. Um, I had a sister this weekend mention that her entry point was CrossFit and getting really in shape and focusing on her physical body. Mine was obsessing over different nutrition and fad diets. And this led me in college to start going to yoga. I started going to Bikram yoga every single day. It was my church. It was my anchor point. It was my routine. And I would sweat all of these toxic energies out of my system through my sweat. And as I kept going to Bikram yoga, you know, Bikram is very physical and it's all physical postures and it's a 26 pose series. And really the teachers have a very scripted, it's like Ashtanga, they lead you through the poses and there's a very scripted class um, script. So they're not really going off and on tangents about Shiva Shakti and consciousness and presence and all that stuff. So I'm going to Bikram Yoga and it's very physical, but I am feeling this profound whisper that 
there is something underneath this. There is this, there is a boundless ocean of spiritual knowledge underneath the surface of this practice. And I felt myself being throttled towards it inevitably. And because it was inevitable, I didn't like really focus on finding anything else than Bikram for a while. And of course, because I'm only focusing on the physical, going to Bikram's making me feel better. It's making me feel detoxed. And then I'm going home and I'm getting ready and going out and drinking four vodka sodas at the bar, you know, because I was in college and that's fine. I love my college self and that was exactly where I needed to be. And it was damn fun. It was damn fun. I have great memories from those days. But there was something beneath the surface and I freaking knew it. I freaking knew it. So, as always, we trust, right? We trust that the universe is bringing us to the new the next the next understanding that we're meant to have in the time we're meant to have it. And I needed to take a summer class. And so I signed up for yoga. And it was a one-hour yoga class, and I, I thought it was just going to be like a vinyasa flow class that I was going to um, get a good workout in, get a good stretch so I could take cool yoga photos with my head over, my foot over my head. And lo and behold, I show up on day one of this yoga class, and we, we're given the syllabus, and we are literally doing a deep dive. This is a one-hour-a-week class into the depths of yoga philosophy. We're learning about the yoga sutras of Patanjali. We're going into the yamas and the niyamas. We're learning about the Upanishads and the wisdom of the Bhagavad Gita. We're learning about the nature of consciousness, the purpose of yoga, not to do fancy poses, but to cultivate a concentration and a single pointed awareness on our inner vision, our inner world, as we exit the mind and drop into pure present moment awareness, as we tune our consciousness to infinity, to God, to Shiva, to Shakti. And I am telling you, (laughs) my life was always bringing me to this point. My incarnation was to bring me to this point, to take this class with Dara Brown at USC, University of South Carolina. And when I learned all that I learned in this class, my consciousness, my energy, my complete understanding of who I was blew the fuck open. It expanded so deeply and so fully and so quickly My mind and body were blown. And it was also the balm, the salve, the honey, the warm milk that my soul had been crying out for for millennia, for incarnations. I felt like cool water was being poured over the fire in my belly. This is something that is available to you, Kat. This is something that has endless potential for growth, expansion, healing, understanding. And y'all, I got to understand. I have an active mind. I have an active intellect. And to understand the workings, the underpinnings, the technicalities of, of how yoga 
and everything that comes with it affects our consciousness and therefore our thoughts and therefore our mental health is my freaking jam. So beautiful, right? I'm feeling all this anxiety. I'm having all this trouble, you know, fitting in with toxic friendships, with relationships, with my family, feeling super lost, feeling like a a people pleaser. And then I find yoga and everything's great, right? I become a yogi. I quit drinking. I'm perfect. And I go off on this beautiful, shiny path of spirituality, right? And I'm never sad again. (coughs) My throat just (coughs) literally like got activated just saying that. Um, no. F to the... No. That is not what happened. And I'm here to tell you because this is not what's going to happen to you either. You're not going to find your teacher and have your world blow open and then just everything's perfect and illuminated for the rest of your life. Some may be that blessed to have that easeful and smooth of an awakening, but more than likely... You're going to go through what's called awake fluctuating. And the stage of awake fluctuating is we expand, we contract. We expand, we contract. We push our nervous systems into expansion and growth. And then we contract back to what is so known and so familiar and so easy to be in. And we continue to refine and refine and refine as certain behaviors and certain perceptions and certain ways of looking at life kind of vibrate out think of like um like a bucket full of balls like 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 playhouse bouncy balls and the bucket is vibrating and shaking and a lot of the balls stay inside of the bucket and bounce around and bounce around but eventually some of them kind of vibrate up to the top and then ricochet in a certain pattern and boop that ball that red ball is out that's my victims that my victim consciousness or oh a red ball bopped out and that was my um that was a friend, a relationship with a toxic friend that fell away finally. So know that there are going to be ups and downs on your path. And what's going to become ever increasingly intense about it is as you grow, as you expand, as you meet new people and have new experiences and expand your awareness through your awakening, you become more and more acutely, glaringly aware of what's going on as it's happening. So you start to witness all the bullshit that's all coming from you, but now you can see it. And now you're not just in it, you're watching it happen. And then it becomes at first really painful because you're like seeing it, but you don't necessarily have the tools to be in it without fear and pain. And so you're like, oh my God, I'm on this freight train. I got to get off. I'm overwhelmed. I'm afraid. I'm feeling really ungrounded. And so let's get back to my story because I want to tell you how this happened for me and show you that it's all exactly as it should be. And you can rest in that. Because all is coming, all is coming, all is coming. Don't rush it. Don't rush it. Let it happen. Let it organically unfold. Your job is to stay the course and stay focused on continuing to receive the downloads, continuing to open to your opening, continuing to soften, to release, 
to release the resistance, the pain, and the fear. And staying with your committed practice because that's your anchor. So I take this class in college and it blows my world open and I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is that, that sea of wisdom underneath it all that I was looking for and it's here. It's here. I found it. And so, of course, after this, I'm, I'm obsessed with yoga and I go off for a phase of my life. I, you know, have broken up with this college boyfriend who was a fairly, you know, he's a really sweet guy, but it was a toxic relationship. We were both immature. There was cheating on his end. I know it, even though I never found out during our relationship, I know. And, you know, all, all the things and it's okay. It's okay. So that, that relationship ended in 2015 and I go off to expand. I'm on an expansion. I'm on a wave of expansion. I go out to Wyoming and I work on a dude ranch and I am a wrangler because I grew up riding horses and all of a sudden I am on this team of 10 wranglers that are all these smart, interesting, intellectual, funny, cool people who all obviously had the courage and the excitement and the download and the expansiveness to go work on a ranch in Wyoming with a bunch of other 21-year-old strangers for three months, four months. And I have another little up-level of perception, of awareness, of people who, who are showing me more possibility for my life. People who are people I've never encountered before because I wasn't at that level of awareness and all of a sudden I was. So I was magnetized to this experience. And so I had the best freaking summer of my life. I have a rebound hookup situation, you know, kind of dating with this guy who totally insignificant in my, you know, romantic life, but was so fun. And I am having all this great, all these great times, wonderful experiences. The people that I'm guiding on these horseback rides are CEOs of major big American companies, um, are the owners of major airlines, um, the owners of very popular natural foods brands. Um, you know, you've probably eaten these bars before that this, this person I took on a trail ride, you know, and I'm meeting all these amazing people and I'm having so much fun partying with all these really interesting young people at my age in our early twenties, the world is our oyster. And simultaneously, I'm experiencing some of the worst anxiety of my entire life. I'm literally waking up with my throat closing with fear of what's next. I'm literally constantly overanalyzing everything I say and do and looking at myself in the light of everybody thinks you're annoying. You're not as liked as that person. You're not as sweet as this other person. You're prickly. You're not kind. Just all this crap. All this freaking crap. Because as we start to awaken and as we start to move through the gunk that's been covered for so long, well, the first step in releasing something is it for, is it for, whoa, whoa, I'm getting excited. The first step in releasing something is it, is for it to be brought up, is for it to be uncovered in your system. So I had all these deep childhood wounds of not enoughness, of trying to be perfect and please my parents and kind of keep my family together that were starting to come out in just a lot of self-hatred and self-abandonment. Like I would totally like 
throw myself in front of this guy that I was seeing that wasn't, you know, wasn't choosing me, wasn't choosing to come seek me out and spend time with me. So I was putting myself, I know some of you have done this, figuring out how to put myself in situations where I would happen to be in the same room or space as him so that I would be able to ask him what he was doing that night. And I was chasing and I was pursuing and I was throwing my power and my heart and my love and my energy at this person instead of receiving because all this wounding was coming up and it was painful. It sucked. I was, you know, thinking about, I was thinking about this guy all the time and I was constantly stressing about what was next and I felt really lost and I was expanding and I was growing and I was doing yoga all the freaking time. So, you know, you, I feel like when we're in these growth stages, when we we're like learning that there's a different way to live, but we're also living kind of with the old crap still. And it can make us feel like we're not far enough along. Do you ever feel like you're not, I should be there and I'm here. I'm not far enough along. I should be, I should have transcended this. I should be over this. The person I want to be acts this way, not this way. They don't have these problems. And I'm here to tell you that you can't heal it all in one night. You can't heal it all in one yoga retreat, in one weekend. This is lifetimes of stuff coming through. And it's not all going to just vibrate out of your life at once. So the real practice comes in when we can allow ourselves to be in it without judgment or impatience or urgency to simultaneously be operating in our bullshit and operating in our distortions and operating in our suffering and our pain, but also realizing that we are at the cause, we are at choice to rise up and out of this, to transmute it and to continually process it and and see it and hold it and love it and work through it. Because when we resist it, when we say, uh-uh, that can't be there, I'm going to push against it, I'm going to close around it, we just hold it tighter. We just tighten the grip. We, 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 we kind of clench our teeth down on it. And we keep it. But when I can look at myself and say, even though I'm awakening and I know that this is a lower emotion, I'm still struggling with anxiety about these guys that I'm dating, then you can love yourself in that and you can wrap a big, soft, fluffy, clouded hug of love around I'm anxious about men and I'm anxious. I have an anxious attachment style about dating. And when you can love that and be in it while simultaneously witnessing that it's occurring, that's when you can start to do the real work because you open, you relax the clenching down of the teeth, you release it from your, your, your mouth, you release it from your, your fist And when you can do that, it gives space around it to see, oh, I do that because of this thing that happened. Or I I do that because I don't believe it. I don't have enough self-worth and love for myself to think that men are going to want to pursue me. So I always try to keep up for lost time and, and, and control the outcome by pursuing these guys. Instead of just releasing the need for men to stay and to let the right one find me and then choose me. So we can, so the the awakening path has this simultaneous witnessing of all the stuff happening while being in it. 
And that was happening to me. And I continued to stay with yoga as I did some season, some really fun stuff. Like I traveled to Colombia, South America. I traveled twice to Nicaragua with friends and with school. I kind of started to become like this backpacker and travel and love to be finding new places and, and learning to speak Spanish and tasting other cultures and going to Nicaragua with my friends and staying out until 3 a.m. drinking with this group of Irish guys and um, you know, being super hungover for our surf lesson the next day and simultaneously, you know, doing these amazing things and simultaneously anxiety, wondering what was next. When am I going to go to medical school and make my parents proud? When am I going to figure out what I really want to do? I'm scared. I'm uncomfortable. I literally don't know what's coming next. I want a boyfriend. I really want a partner because I don't feel secure in myself and my aloneness but also this traveling is so fun and I found myself on this yogic path and wanting to go deeper with it but it really happened in its own time and it happened organically and for a while I was just practicing yoga and self-studying on my own I was reading books like um, Stephen Cope's Wisdom of Yoga which was really a beautiful book for me to read that anchored me into the science and the technology and the wisdom and eventually this led me to be in Tahoe in Lake Tahoe California working as a ski instructor living in a house of girlfriends having one of the funnest six most fun six months of my life on the outside looking so cool so edgy so fun teaching skiing at Squaw Valley going skiing every day partying every night and feeling this rift start to occur in my core of my being of really enjoying the party scene getting you know drinking all day on the mountain drinking at night at the bars having people over we were the party house having people over all the time. It was so fun. I met so many wonderful souls, but also this rift of my, myself, I was sort of kind of growing out of it simultaneously. And I would, I would sign up for yoga at my, at at the yoga room, which was like my sanctuary. And my, my good friend Jack and I would go to yoga at the yoga room. And it was our, it was our refuge. But I was very torn and I would sign up for yoga and then my friends would all go get beers at the bar and I would go with them and have a beer and then be like, well, not going to go to yoga now, you know. And I just, I felt this searing, searing fire in my belly start to grow telling me, continue your, your seeking, right? Continue your, um your expansion, your evolution, your growth. And we're always continuing our expansion, our evolution, and our growth, but I was starting to have an intuition that there was a new, um, there was like a deeper shift that was coming. And this started, you know, so for a bit of that, before it really landed what the next step was, I felt this just like ungroundedness, like, I don't really, I know this really isn't like the chosen path. Like this isn't really the life. Parts of it are, other parts aren't. I don't really love myself doing this. I don't love myself in this exact expression, but I don't know what's next. 
And so I finally had the download almost, almost overnight. It's time to do your yoga teacher training. It's time to really go deep. And it's time to really, really choose that you're going to be a yogi and not just a party girl who goes to yoga sometimes. So as these things happen, I started the path of finding a school and finding a training. And within a two-week period, I had had the most serendipitous um, download and wisdom come to me through a very, very, it it can't be coincidence. I was told through somebody who saw my mom in a grocery store and told my mom, Catherine needs to go to Sattva Yoga Academy in the Himalayas. And all of a sudden I'm leaving for India and I'm leaving solo with a girlfriend at 24 years old to go the farthest I've ever gone from home all the way to India by ourselves. And study yoga at this yoga school and I'm having to get my visa in two months and I'm scrambling and I land in the in the lap of the Himalayas and my entire life was never the same and we have these moments where everything has always been coming to this everything has always been tumbling forward to this moment and it was arriving at sattva yoga arriving to my teacher and learning kriya yoga and kundalini yoga and tantra classical non-dual tantra and learning these tools to blow open my heart and my mind and my soul and understand myself understand life understand consciousness And this was a profound moment in which I really vibrated out of that fluctuating state into full acceptance that I am on a path of deep awakening. And it took me from about 20%, you know, it was like, it was like the the thermometer had like 20% of the line going through it to like full throttle. Let's go. We're doing this. We're awakening. And since that first yoga training in 2018, my life has been devoted. My mission is to not only evolve and awaken myself to my true nature and the true nature of life, but host others in their awakening experience and and assist others in their own awakening to their true natures and the true reality of life outside of the pain and suffering of society and haves and shoulds and hows and proving ourselves and finding validation externally. But what's interesting is once again, I, I left India and it wasn't all rainbows and butterflies. And I all of a sudden was this Zen yogi just like sitting on a beach in Costa Rica being perfect. I came home and I had the most intense symptoms of awakening in my entire life. I had anxiety every day. I felt my entire life shifting, and as it did, I started to realize that parts of my life just no longer fit, and I had to have painful releasings of friends, of partners, of ways of being, painful realizations that I'm no longer wanting to operate in this way, and deep, deep processing of pain 
and complexes like guilt and people pleasing and victimhood that hurt as they were leaving the body that felt like chaos as they were leaving the body. And there was a time throughout this deep awakening process where I was incredibly ungrounded, where my Kundalini was so activated that I felt crazy. But eventually, really over the last eight, nine, ten months, the chaos, the ungroundedness, the, the intense vibrations have really landed in my system. They've really settled. And even though nothing's perfect, right? We're not perfect. I, I still have fears. I fear, you know, I, I, have a, I have fears of commitment. I have fears of the depth of my love for my partner. I have fears of my realization that I'm starting to enter a new phase of my life. I'm starting to think about starting a family. I have dreams of being, you know, I have dreams about having babies and just stuff that I'm like, whoa, what is happening? Um, you know, I have, I have still things that I'm working through, but I truly feel after all these years, I'm talking years, y'all, I'm 27. This all started when I was 15. I'm not saying it has to take you 10 years and I'm not saying it's always hard, but I'm just telling you that finally, 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 even though I experience the pain still, I I still cry at least once a week. I still feel fear. I still feel ungroundedness sometimes. I've entered this new level of groundedness and settledness in my being, of calm in my being, and of healing and, and, and silencing of my nervous system where I feel very still in the chaos. I feel very expressed and I feel that I never, I feel that I'm truly learning how to live outside of constant fight or flight. And with that has come this confidence, this groundedness in who I am and this ownership of my psychic abilities, my healing abilities, my womanhood, my medicine womanhood, my confidence in, in showing up and, and giving people wisdom without, without laughing it off or di- having a disclaimer, you know, take it or leave it. A groundedness, a centeredness, a wiseness, a wisdom, an ease. And with this has come that easeful, quote unquote, manifesting from the bathtub that everybody on Instagram talks about. And it didn't come from constantly affirming over and over, I love money, money loves me, money is always coming to me, abundant, you know, whatever. It came from ripping apart, tearing out the pain and the suffering and the, the old ways from my heart and my gut. And pouring the cold water of transformation and the ease of healing through meditation and showing up daily for years to my practice no matter what. To be in this easeful state of flow where things drop into my lap and then they just unfold in front of me almost like magic. And I know that there are going to be more fluctuations. I know that there's going, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on a wave of expansion now and there will be another wave of contraction, but I will never lose this sense of groundedness in it because I've, I've accessed a new level. I've accessed a new calmness to my being and it's coming for you too. It's already here for you too. You're constantly accessing it in this moment 
by being in what you're in fully, softly, gently, and powerfully. And I want you to find refuge in that. That you may be going through some of the most intense (coughs) fear, growth, lostness, feeling alone, feeling like you're losing all the old friendships, old relationships, old family ties that you used to have. I went through two years of craving soul family, of craving spiritual friends who meditated and loved yoga and went on retreat and traveled to India. And I wanted it and I felt that lack. And all of a sudden, I have this global community of sisters and brothers and humans all around that are so intensely spiritual that they teach me new things every day. I just spent an entire weekend in Arizona in the vortex of Sedona with these yogi sisters who weren't afraid to get deep and to share their fears and to talk about entities and angels and spirit guides and transformation and awakening. And it was nourishing to my soul. And now I'm on a solo road trip through the red rocks of the American Southwest in the car that I own, listening to beautiful music and recording a fucking podcast for my podcast. And it's all coming for you too. I promise. I see. I know. It's coming. It's here. Stay the course. So, that said, that is my path. There's so much more to it. I would love to sit here for three hours, but it's been beautiful and really healing and processing for me to speak it out loud. So as you're on this path, what are some symptoms of awakening that you may encounter that may be kind of hard, difficult? One, you may start to feel actually more of the things that brought you suffering and pain. You might start to feel more of the anxiety more um, intense presence of your sadness or your fear or your overthinking like you may it all may it all might become louder at first because all of a sudden you're removing the numbing the numbing factors aren't there the busyness the throwing yourself into work into the kids um, the, the the red wine the coffee um, just when you really start to learn how to sit with yourself, you feel all the stuff. So you may start to feel a little more crazy. You're like, what's going on? I thought I was on this like healing path and now I'm feeling more depressed or I'm feeling more anxious. This is natural. It means that you're uncovering all of the stuff that was numbing it down and and kind of putting a wet blanket on it before. Stay the course. Stay the course. Stay the course. We're going to talk about ways to deal with this in a moment. Another symptom you may feel is that all of a sudden you don't have interest in the stuff or the people that you used to have interest in. And this might happen pretty quickly and intensely. It can be like kind of over like a weekend. All of a sudden you're like, oh, I don't want to go... I don't want to go day drink with my friends at the sports bar anymore. And I actually don't care about the football game. I used to kind of like going to football games with my friends. And now I'm like literally like gag. I kind of want to do not that at all. 
And you may feel that you aren't, you aren't, you're less interested in engaging with certain energies from people anymore. And because of that, you are feeling less connected to certain friends. This one, y'all, I'm feeling you here. I'm feeling you and I'm holding you. This one's hard. We don't lose love for our friends, but we lose interest in continuing to put our energy into friendships that are not growing, that aren't in, that aren't lifting us up in certain ways, even through pain, even through suffering, with people that aren't living life at a certain vibration, at a certain consciousness. And this is okay. People aren't meant to be in our lives forever. And navigating that loss, that, that divergence, that falling away can be difficult. But once again, I encourage you to stay in it and be not stay in the relationship, but stay in the pain, stay in the process and allow it to happen naturally. No need for drastic changes. No need for big, dramatic, I can't be friends with you anymore. And we'll talk about this in a moment. And lastly, you may feel some physical symptoms of awakening. You may start to feel tingling in your body. You may start to feel shortness of breath. You may start to feel intense activation of your system. This is that expansion. It can be uncomfortable. All of a sudden, you may feel the desire to to eat clean foods, to move your body, to sweat it out, to embody these feelings. You may feel the need to move in interesting ways, to dance or shake or start singing and picking up practices like mantra. Your body is just expanding at a rapid rate, physically and mentally. And this can bring about some physical discomfort, some lightheadedness, some dizziness, some flashes of memories. So what do we do about it? Well, one, we don't resist it. Every day we wake up, I am open to receiving miracles and I am open to this growth that is being granted to me. Thank you for this expansion. I invite and welcome the discomfort. I transmute it into light and love. We can also, and should, I don't do many shoulds, but I'm going to should y'all right now. You should have a consistent, powerful daily practice that calms the nervous system organizes the mind and the thoughts and tunes you into higher higher source consciousness. And this can be some kind of meditation with some breath work. It can be, you know, Tibetan Buddhist meditation, Zen meditation, Kundalini yoga. But it needs to be a little more than just going to a vinyasa class and moving your body. It needs to be something that makes you sit with yourself in silence and see and feel and unravel all that stuff coming up and really anchor yourself into daily silence, into a daily practice. This is going to help create continuity through all the chaos you're experiencing. It's going to anchor you into a daily routine that's going to make you feel more grounded because that is really what we want to do here through this process is ground, 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 ground. And finally, Seek out support. Seek a mentor. Seek like-minded friends. If you don't know where to start, start joining some conscious Facebook groups. Start following some people that call you on social media. And as we're coming out of this ridiculously long shutdown that I won't speak to um, due to the COCO, the the CO, VID, 
start to go to events, start to go to, start to sign up for retreats, even local ones in your area, start to go to yoga, check out yoga classes, check out sound healings, check out workshops, find your people, find your flow. And as you do this, you'll be drawn not only to people, but guides, to mentors, to people who can support you on the path because they've walked it just right before you. So they know what it's like to be there, but they also know what it's like to be on the other side. I highly recommend coaching. I highly recommend somebody who can help you navigate this, but also teach you the tools to do this yourself. Beware of coaches and mentors and teachers who teach you that you need them to get through it. You don't need them, but they can, but find people who can teach you tools to navigate this on your own after the, the container with them completes. Oh, wow. I feel complete. I think that that is all that you all need. I hope that you found this beautiful, inspiring, comforting, and exciting for the path ahead. I love you all so, so much. Please reach out via Instagram, DM, or email. I'm going to drop both of those in the show notes if you have any questions or if you'd be interested in going deeper with me with one-on-one mentorship in a three- or six-month transformation package. You can look at all this on my website, but we go deep into the subconscious layers of your being through not only ancient powerful yogic practices that work on your consciousness and your energy, but also psychologically and scientifically proven NLP and life coaching techniques that help bring conscious awareness to your subconscious patterns as we recode all of the stuff that you're operating on. Either way, I love you endlessly. Please go on to your favorite podcast, uh, wherever you're listening to this. Leave me a five-star review if you enjoyed this episode. Leave me some comments on just some juicy takeaways and what you got out of this experience. This helps to spread the love and allow more people to hear this message that is so needed. I love you. All is coming reach out if you need anything. All, all, all of my love, always. Big hug. And have a wonderful rest of your day, night experience. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Hari Om Tat Sat. Namaste.